Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the One Up podcast um, delivered through Anfield Index. Um, today we're just going to have a a year review of 2016 about all things gaming really. And today I've got with me Neil Devlin, also known as Burpleman on Twitter. Uh, if you know him, you've probably got him blocked because he's angry all the time. Uh, <laughs> and the uh, co-host of the comic pod, Stuart Brisden. Brid- Bridston. Bridston. <laughs> No Brits in. I'm from the. I'm northeast. I can barely speak English. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and stew. <laughs> there you. <laughs> That'll do. It's not the worst thing I've ever been called. Yeah, twat. Um, but yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll, uh, we'll get straight into it. Just before we go on to the game of the year poll that you've got wrong. Um, 2016. Uh, we'll start with you, Neil. Um, was it a good year for gaming overall for you? Do you think it stood out compared to the previous year, which had Witcher and Fallout and other highlights? Uh, yeah, I think I think I think 2016 actually is underrated because I think we were, we were just going over the the games that came out uh, last year, and there was ones that we'd forgotten even even came out last year, and I just think overall it's, it was definitely a year. Year for the shooters, mm. first-person first shooters seemed to make a, an extreme comeback last year. Like we had Doom, Overwatch, Battlefield One, uh, Titanfall Two, Call of Duty, and they all sold massively as well. They're all massively uh, popular. People were, were saying the first-person shooter was dead. Call of Duty was on the decline. Which yes, it is on the decline, <laughs> but still came, came out at the end of November or the end of October and still became the, the best-selling game of the entire year. So. That's, uh, I'm sure Activision are fine with that decline. Mm. Uh, and then there was a, there was another other smaller sort of games, I guess. Uh, Stardew Valley was one that I spent what felt like years of my life in that game. I don't know if you played it. No, but, but I wanted to know it. I wanted to per- play it. It was like when you you know the first time you played Sims back in the day and you just couldn't stop oh. playing it back in uh, the day. Sims addiction. That's a genuine thing. It is. Yeah. It is. When, that, when that first came out, it was blew everybody away. And Stardew Valley was the same thing. Like I kept coming home. And I, I wanted to play Stardew Valley like, <laughs> over and over. I, it's the first time, uh, as you know, I'm PlayStation mini PlayStation. Yeah. Much, much to your displeasure. <laughs> it's actually the first time I've ever been using uh, remote play. So remote play on the Vita, and then I, I could go to bed and I could play Stardew Valley because it was perfect for it. 
because it was the one it, it, it had just the right amount of buttons because usually when you're playing remote play it's fucking stupid because you have to use back touch buttons and all this bullshit but this was perfect for it I actually I don't get why it's not on it like locally or whatever why there's no Vita version but it, it was perfect uh, it was fantastic and then Overwatch became a phenomenon if you look at it it's it's seeped into everything like it's comics there's animations and cosplay everything of it like <laughs> game is everywhere now like and then there was other games like doom which was a surprise for everybody people thought like that game's been in development hell for years the, the whole thing with bethesda saying oh we're not going to give out review copies and everyone thought oh well this is going to be shite and it actually ended up being a surprise hit like it was massive and now there's going to be sequels and stuff so yeah as, as a, a year i think it was great especially if you like, like first person shooters uh the, the big one i probably missed there was the division which people had a lot of high hopes for. I personally sunk in about 200 hours, I think, into that. Jeez. Before, before I get sick of the loop. But even even though people had bugbears and stuff, that they, they've iterated on it, and it's, it's kind of at the stage now where people are coming back to it again. kind of reminds me a bit mm. of Six Siege, the way it initially came out to fanfare, and then people said, no, nah, this, this is not great, and then they added to it, and it just, just kind of took off. So that's the thing as well. So it's... I don't know. I, I would describe it as well as a year of you know, like the gaming as a as a as a service, because mm. that's the way all everybody's aiming everything now, isn't it? It's continued revenue stream over and over. Keep you coming back to the same game over and over and over again. So, yeah, I, I, I can't really think of a bad thing to say about 2016. Yeah, the the Ubisoft circle of uh, vanilla game is shit. Two months down the line, <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, and we're saying the same with uh, Ghost Recon, that's just came out. Um, but Stu, um, 2016 for you, D- did you enjoy it as a year for games? Or is it what I perceive it to be a bit meh, but that's probably because I love The Witcher more than any game that ever came out, probably. Yeah, I I thought it was actually a, a bit of a letdown. And the, the major game for me, as Neil said, was The Division. And I was really, really underwhelmed by it. When I first got it, I played it a little bit, didn't really grab me. And then I moved house and I had no internet connection. All my shit was all over the place. So it didn't have me, me PS4 set up. And by the time I got back to it, I was months behind everyone. So everyone else had leveled up and it just, it was impossible. So I think I only played it for maybe 10 hours and then I ended up getting rid of it quite unceremoniously. Mm. Um, big highlight for me was Uncharted 4. Yeah. Which was just mind bendingly fucking brilliant. I was a bit let down by Batman the Telltale series as well. I really just, I couldn't get into it at all. Uh, Titanfall 2 didn't do anything for me. I thought everything that made the first game, they sucked it out of the second game. I, I disagree with that, to be honest. I love Titanfall 2. I just I couldn't get it. I think maybe it's because the original game was so different, mm. and and it, it's a social game. It was one of them. It, it took me right back to when I yeah. first got a 360. It was more arcade. Call of Duty one, Four, and we, me and my mates used to play the same five or six of us every night for four or five hours. That's what we were doing with Titanfall. We'd arrange. We'd be like, right, nine o'clock. Everyone's online. This it was like. It's not the same when you play with strangers, is it? And you, you're bouncing from lobby to lobby. It's definitely a social thing where you need to be with the same people. 
So um, my my highlight of last year would, uh, other than Uncharted, would be Watch Dogs Two, which took mm. me a lot a long time to get into. For about the first twenty hours or so, I was slagging off, saying it was crap. Yeah, it was slow. The controls were wank. But then I really got into it, and it's just one of those games where I think you need to level up so much to get the best out of it. You need your your two little gadgets, your flyer and your little car. You need better weapons, loads of money, and all the rest of it. Uh, Gears of War 4 sucked as well. Didn't even finish it. First Gears game I haven't finished. <laughs> I went back and finished it. Oh, I, just, I couldn't get into it, man. <laughs> it yeah. killed me because I love the Gears games. I absolutely love them. I just yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah, the ending kind of, like, if you didn't finish it, the ending got really cheesy. Like, the brought back Coltrane and Bird, which was great. And then they brought in giant mech suits, and it was like, no, this isn't this isn't Gears of War. This That's is shit. This, this is shit. <laughs> um, yeah, it was Titanfall, but shitter. I um, had heard rumours that they were going to be bringing back some of the old, the old ones, and I really didn't want them to because there's some things that don't need doing, and mm. that was one of them because it was set so far in the future. It was already, you know. Enough that, that, that Marcus had survived. He didn't need. I don't even know how they brought them back, but I'm probably going to go and read up after it. Basically, they, spoilers, spoilers. No, nobody cares about Gears of War Four. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, they were just part of the army, and then Marcus just rang them. <laughs> that's it. Oh, but Baird ended up being this technological like pre-damn part he basically made all the tech for the cog and then he, he just dropped in loads of he, he created the robots that you fight and then he dro- dropped in giant mechs for the kids and it was like yeah go fight people and you actually you picked up a helicopter and batted off a giant monster it was shit um but yeah that that's probably the worst selling of a game franchise that i love and that hurts me a little bit but anyway snap yeah. Yeah, for 2016 for me, um, it wasn't the best year, but I think Overwatch is the highlight for me. I, I've, I've went back and played Uncharted 4, which was the first game I played on, on the PS4. And I, I, I was talking to you, Neil, before I played it and saying that I don't think I'll appreciate it because I haven't played the other three. And you were right, I didn't. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't really special to me. It was kind of like parkour with shooting. Which I you, lo- you lost the nostalgia factor of certain things. Yeah, probably. I kind of didn't care about any of the characters, which doesn't really help with yeah. a game that's been created for what, probably about nine years? I don't know when the first one came out, but I remember it being ages ago. Um, but yeah, Over- Overwatch for me was really, really the game of the year for me. Um, it-, it was just addictive, it was just fun, it was simple. It kind of took away from the whole Call of Duty and Battlefield overcomplication of shooting people in the head, which is all you want to do. And Overwatch just let me be a fat guy who has a hook and grabs people and shoots them. That that's all you want from a game. Um, I haven't played. What, Doom. what more do you need in life? Exactly, exactly. That's me in real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just don't have. Do you know what it sounds like? The way you've described it, it sounds like. Did you ever play Bulletstorm? Uh, I know of. I know and watch people play Bulletstorm. But I know it's it's kind of like that, yeah. It's very. That's what when arcade-y. people have described it to me, that's what it sounds like. Because what you just said, then that's exactly how I described mm. Bulletstorm. It broke up the monotony of mm. the really serious first-person shooters, and it was like, you know what? 
why don't you have a sniper rifle with remote control bullets so you can shoot round mm. corners? Why it's, the fuck not? It's like got parts of Duke Nukem as well, where it's like there's crappy lines and it's fun, but uh, not, 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 not as good as Duke Nukem. They made you kick ass and chew bubblegum and I'm all yeah, out of bubblegum. Yeah. And he's actually going, and Duke Nukem's actually going in Bulletstorm with a special edition of it that's coming out for ah. next year. I think. Okay, I mean, I'm suddenly interested <laughs> in that. Yeah, I think I, I can't. I think it's getting released, or it might be a mod. I'm pretty sure it's getting released though. Um, I hope so. Yeah, but yeah, Overwatch the the big one for me, and then Call of Duty Four Remaster was special, but it, I did. It's hard to recapture the magic of having to play Infinite Warfare, um, which was uh, all my. Called microtransactions, you mean? <laughs> I, I oh, gave up on COD games a long time ago, but that's that was always my favourite one. Call of Duty 4 was absolutely perfect as a first-person shooter. 4 or 6 was brilliant, and then after that it kind of just died for me. Um, but yeah, 4, 4 was special, especially the campaign, which I didn't finish, which I should finish. Scandalous. I finished it, no, I finished it originally, not on the remaster. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, Gillian the Mist is the best first-person shooter mission in the, in history. Um, but yeah, uh, just moving on to the game of the year poll that we run, uh, that I ran. Um, not loads of people voted, so take this with a pinch of salt and all that stuff. And the was, fourth, was there literally dozens of people? There was oh, there was almost two dozens of people. Overall, wow! On all five of the polls. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't help when you get like people like Ali Thompson just saying he voted randomly going off the adverts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the four finalists were Uncharted Four, Mafia Three, somehow, Forza somehow, and Doom. Um Uncharted Four won pretty damn comfortably, rightfully so, out of them four. Um But any games missing from the finals there? Overwatch for me should have been in there. Um Dishonored 2, I've heard good things about Dark Souls 3 is a fan favourite of people who like getting punished. I'm I'm kind of surprised that Dead Rising wasn't in there. Dead Rising 4, Forza Horizon. Forza was there. Forza Horizon was there. Ah, right, sorry. And Dead Rising wasn't in the poll, which I forgot to put in. <laughs> yeah, because Dead Rising games always go down pretty well, don't they? They're, mm. I they're think not, this one's meant to be quite serious. bad, though. If... Go- I know it's going off the reviews is one thing, but like I've not I, I'm not seeing one person mention it. To be honest, I think it just it's gone down, down like a damn squid. It must have massively underwhelmed everyone there. Mm. I oh, well. enjoyed um, three; that was fun. But four, I just kind of it just kind of came out. It obviously came out in December, and it was just a weird time to get a game. Um, but yeah, anything I, else? I don't, I don't get why Mafia Three is even on the list. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I played it and enjoyed it, but yeah, it, it's not a special game. The story, story's great and all that, but it's just... It's, I, just, it, I don't know why it's... It's, it's that thing that... Do, 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 do you guys ever follow uh, Jim Sterling? Sort of yeah. the guy on YouTube that talks about games. He goes on a lot about this. Things are just open world for the... For the mm sake of being open world these days and these big massive open worlds that people make and they go oh look how big our ma- massive open world is and it's like oh well what's in the world and it's like oh no nothing really <laughs> <laughs> that, that is mafia free like to it and it's like and it's like oh go drive to the bayou okay i went down there i got i got something tiny okay now you have to drive back to the top of the map again what really yes yes you do <laughs> 
it was painful. That over and over again. It's painful. And it's just, it's just like, why people are afraid of linearity for some reason. If if Matthew three had been a linear game and presented linear, like if they did, if they didn't have enough to put in the open world, just make it linear. People yeah. people would have appreciated the story. It's like Uncharted. It's it's good because the story is good and because it doesn't try to be something that it's not. Yeah, true. If it was linear, it fully deserved to be in a game of the year discussion. But it just had so much filler and so much crap, like the side missions, especially. As you said, it's going the bayou, which was very underutilized, apart from one mission where you hunt someone down in the swamp with a Bowie knife, which was fun. Um, but yeah, the, the, it was just so boring. I mean, the side missions go to this hillbilly fucking shack, steal a truck, get the truck to certain drug lord or something. It's like. I just want to shoot people, and it it's it's kind of an important game because obviously it tackled racism. In yeah, the, pre- the premise is great, and yeah. it's, and the amount of detail and stuff that they put, like they put at the start of the game, this is look, this is not our how we see the world. This is how the world was then. Yeah, yeah. Just so all the social justice warriors and stuff could flip out, but <laughs> just to go like this is the how it was, and it portrays it really realistic. Basically, like there's things like if you go into like a white neighborhood and uh, steal a car, like you're immediately like taken out. If you go to a black black neighborhood and steal a car, no, no police in sight. Like things like that. That's really smart. That's really clever. But that that intelligence was never like put anywhere else in the game. Mm. It could it could apply it to missions and stuff like that. But it was all seeing me go here, fetch this, just fetch quests over and over again. And it was the quick the quick. There is no quick travel. <laughs> it's uh, like non-existent. That was, that was a killer. That I mean. See, so you, you can't do that. You can't have an open-world game and not have fast travel. It yeah. wasn't this bigger map, but it was just. It was so all as Neil said. It was just all samey. All like most areas, they look different, but it was just all samey. It was it like was Assassin's Creed One. Yeah, I like Assassin's Creed. Oh, you no. Yeah, I do. <laughs> no, every third mission was go and follow someone and listen to them. Every second mission was go and sit on this bench and listen to someone. It was fucking appalling. But there's not much else you can do in bloody biblical times. Yeah, there is. Stab people in the face. <laughs> That's what was that was Stone running people. around for. <laughs> yeah. Go to, a, go to a public stoning of a woman. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I must have missed that mission. <laughs> I wouldn't... I wouldn't even have a problem, even if it if it doesn't have a fast travel system. If they made it a compelling reason for not having it, if there was something to do in it, like like currently, Stu, you're playing it, and you played it too, guy. Horizon, like if that game didn't have fast travel, I don't think I would care. It does have fast travel. It's got like 150 different points you can fast travel to. But at the same time, that game's alive. The world's alive. It feels natural. There's yeah. things to do in it. I get to like. I get distracted by this, that, the other. It's it's genuine. The Mafia Three just felt like a contained open world for no reason at all. It was like it's like a playground without any toys. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I've seen I've seen better like gangster games on the original Xbox with like the Godfather games. They felt more alive than these games than Mafia Three. But we may, I may be doing Mafia Three a bit of a disservice. I mean, it is a, it is an enjoyable game, but. It, in terms of game of the year, it should be nowhere near. I mean, the, the world itself is dead, as you say. Um, but it needs to be more than enjoyable, doesn't it? Yeah, it needs yeah. to be something a bit special. I mean, 
to for a game to be worth what fifty quid nowadays if you're buying it on the store, which I tend to do because I game share. Um, it ha- it has to separate from the best, and I mean I I bought Battleborn for fifty quid and I played it about twice, which is painful. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's really painful. Um, but we'll we'll move on from the game of the year poll. Obviously, Uncharted Four got fans of fans of One Ups game of the year. Um, yeah, well well done, Uncharted Four. I'm sure I'm sure you'll come collect your award off me. <laughs> I I'll have to make up the award. It'll probably just be an A4 piece of paper. Agenda item number one: get some money off gags to get an award. <laughs> I'll I'll try and find my 50 meters swimming certificate in the <laughs> Um but yeah, we'll we'll move on from the poll because uh, Doom we kind of mentioned, and other than Overwatch, there's not really anything that springs to mind that should have been in there for me. Does anyone else think Game of the Year mentions? Yeah, well, this is sort of niche, but uh, it kind of go, went under the radar, but it was actually a massive success. Uh, the remake of Ratchet and Clank, mm. I really, really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed the original, but this, the the new one, like my God, it is like playing a Pixar movie. It definitely is. Wow. And it's just phenomenal. Uh, and it's so, it's, it's remastered, but it's, it's redone again. It's not the same game. And they've even taken out people back in the day would complain about how, uh, Ratchet and Clank didn't get along and it didn't make sense in terms of story. So they reworked that as well. Hmm. And this, this came out alongside, uh, they made a Ratchet and Clank movie and stuff as well. And this felt like you were playing the movie. And it was just great. And it's, it's kind of, these things kind of seem to be coming back as well because y- Ukulele's coming out soon as well. So the sort of well. yeah, the the mascot platformer is kind of making a comeback a bit like the FPS. It's it, it was a good like palate cleanser from like because it was between the Division and Overwatch and stuff like that. It was just you know like your brain can check out. And it's just some mindless fun, and it was just it's fantastic and it holds up. The game holds up today. The that it's a testament to how Insomniac designed the game that it still holds up to this day, that type of platform. Because you know, like if you played played something from like the, the late nineties, it doesn't really hold up anymore. Yeah. So I mean, like you're playing Crash Bandicoot, but you're like, nah, this doesn't really work. But it, but that did, and it was just great, just different selection of weapons and stuff. It's goofy, it's fun. Uh, it's it's you a need sheet. that, don't you? Actually... You need every now and then you need a break from playing games that make you think, and you just want a really stupid button masher. Exactly. Yeah, and you it it doesn't try to be anything other than it is, and it it's actually it's it's a clever game. The writing's quite clever. It's quite humorous as well. It's just it's kind of a shame it's stuck solely on PS4 because it's a game that I think everybody should play. And they released it. It was weird. They released it for like thirty quid, so it was like they they didn't even of the confidence that it was going to do as well as it did and it actually they didn't print enough coffee copies of it because it's <laughs> it outsold it was like outs- sold out everywhere and you couldn't get it so yeah I, th- I think it's worth a mention anyway it's never going to game of the year but yeah 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 it's something I, different I think Xbox tried to do something like cute and fun with Recall but that kind of just it, it, I think what it was billed at from the originally free show and it kind of just fell flat. I don't know what I don't know how it sell, sold and all that, but it, 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 I can't I can't remember anyone mentioning good things about it. But yeah, it, it had it such a good build up, didn't it? Yeah, because I, I got really excited about that, and then all of a sudden the buzz just completely disappeared. It, it looked like a new IP. It looked like it was going to be Xbox's next big franchise, and then it kind of turned out to be. And Shit. basically, an indie game—that's just a puzzle game. It's like, yeah, eh. 
just a digital type game. Yeah. Like a, a, a 10. 10, 15 quid digital game. It, it comes from the, the same guy that makes Mega Man, hmm. KG Inafune, and he came out with Mighty Number no. 9, which is a fucking disaster as well. <laughs> it just seems that, that... At least he's consistent. That guy's kind of lost. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but it seems that guy's kind of... He's kind of a legend, but it seems like his, his fire's kind of burnt out at this stage. Hmm. He's not doesn't seem to be long for this modern world of gaming. <laughs> yeah. But um, seeing as we're talking about potential letdowns, is there, is there any games that let down were letdowns for you? I'll start with you, Stuart. Um, the biggest one. I'm I'm torn. I'm probably gonna say Gears. Mm. Uh, Gears Four, because I'm such a huge Gears of War fan. I've played the first three games. I've played them at least two or three times each, yeah. and I, I really was excited for this, and I just. I, I couldn't get into it. I, I felt no connection to it. I don't know whether it's because it's set so far in the future or because the cast has changed, but it just didn't feel right. And the, the, the control seemed to have been ruined. It felt really clunky. It was constantly running into walls. Yeah. And it, it felt like it needed something different. Like I even almost stopped enjoying chainsawing people in half. Almost. And that's when you know things are bad because Chainsaw and Aliens in Half is one of is a special thing for a for anyone. Mm. But yeah, just I, I was gutted by that. I, I I sold it and when I, I took it back to a to game, was really heavy hearted. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happens at the end. But now you've told me that, I'm really not asked that I don't know what happens at the end. It, it's probably worth a YouTube just to see Coltrane again because who doesn't want to see Coltrane? I probably will, but yeah, yeah, I think that's all it deserves. It it didn't deserve any replay time or anything like that. No, but I, I had a weird relationship with Gears of War 4 because I got it. I was kind of looking forward to it, and then my mates kind of we started the campaign, but my internet screwed up. So Virgin Media, you ruined um, Gears of War 4 for me. Um, Ooh. Yeah. It's not my choice. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of played Horde mode exclusively, and oh. then I just hammered the campaign on my own, which was kind of, I enjoyed it, but it, it wasn't the same. It didn't have the same emotional story that you had from 1 to 3. I never played 3 because someone spoiled it for me, and then I couldn't be asked playing it. Um, that dude's a dick. Um, yeah, dick. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> what I think 1 is probably the first game I properly, like, remember just mainly from the advert because the advert was fucking awesome for Gears oh War. yeah um, everything about it was just fucking brilliant so it's such a massive anticlimax and that's what I'm worried about with Andromeda I'm worried because it's been quite a long time since there was a, ga- um, a Mass Effect game and I'm really worried it's going to have gone down the same path because it's a similar sort of idea isn't it set in the future different you know it's a different starring cast whole different side of the galaxy. I think with this one, I think the difference with Mass Effect is though, just going on, I think it's set like stupidly amount in the future. So I think they've kind of cut off all ties from the original game. So it's which basically, is, which is I think is the right thing to do. Yeah, it's what you need to do, isn't it? If it's not a continuation, you need to draw a definite line under everything yeah. and just move on. Yeah. It's a soft it's, reboot. Yeah. yeah. What, soft whatever they, whatever they want to call it. All these days, <laughs> the the rumor to be doing that with the Matrix franchise, which is just a no no. Yeah, uh, that's a no no. That that's that's one for a movie night pod. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll, do, we'll do it on the comic. We'll do it on the comic pod and just rant 
even though we'll just label it as something else. Um, well, that's all we do anyway. And then, yeah. and then uh, the, there can be a tying one on on the box uh, <laughs> that gags can do. Of why do people keep making TV shows out of fucking films? Oh. Lethal Weapon, Training Day. Who the fuck Shooter. keeps authorizing these things? Shooter, Shooter I'm going to allow because I like it and because Ryan Felipe is sexy. <laughs> They're the two conditions. It's like everything. Being okay. This, this Hollywood's attitude to seeping in the games as well. It's like there's a reluctance for new IP. That's why Horizon, I think, is one of the biggest success stories on Overwatch as well because game developers are so reluctant to go for new IP because, according to analysts, uh, sequels sell. <laughs> PS4 well, it, are it, killing it with um, new IP, though. It's not just sequels, though, is it? It's the same thing. It's like whenever anyone just goes, we're releasing this game and it's a first-person shooter, I instantly just lose interest because you just know they've gone one of two ways. They've either tried to make it really arcadey like COD or really realistic like Battlefield. There's very, very few games that come out that go for that third that third area like uh, Bulletstorm where they go, you know what, we're just going to be really fucking stupid and actually make a game that's really fun. I think that's why people love Borderlands as well. It's so it's different and it's random and it has midgets riding things called bullymongs. Um, midgets riding anything is good. Midgets should be yeah. in most games. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think how much better think Bethesda, Bethesda, it's... would have been if when when the things come out the ground, they had a midget riding on the back. <laughs> You'd love it. I think Bethesda needs some credit though for what they're doing with the first person. So. Had Wolfenstein that came out, they, they rebooted that again, and it, it was mm. a success, and it was it was good story wise and gameplay wise, yeah. yeah, and it was great. And then Doom came out to much much surprise, and and then Dishonored, like even Dishonored one was a new IP, but two, the the, the mechanics and the gameplay they're great, and the story that goes along with. So I think Bethesda kind of need a, they need some credit for that because yeah. they're not they're taking the risks on these on these games that other publishers wouldn't be taking. The, the big boys wouldn't do it. I mean, you've you've already mentioned like Ubisoft wouldn't do that, would they? Or you wouldn't get yeah. EA or anyone like that doing something so strange. Yeah, I think EA has got enough. Well, the thing is, they should be the ones taking the risks because Ubisoft got enough franchises to save its own ass. So yeah. as EA, I mean, BioWare could release like just a picture of Mass Effect. It'd probably sell a few million. Yeah. Um. <laughs> never mind Dragon Age. I mean. Just say, oh, dragon, oh, age, oh, money. And they've got Star Wars, which is, it, it sells itself. Yeah, just, just give me a bloody Star Wars RPG at this stage. I'm so sick of, like, 1313 looked fantastic. It looked exactly what you want. You just want an RPG in the Star Wars universe, none of the Jedi bullshit, none of the Force bullshit. Just something grounded, sort of like, cyberpunk esque, do you know what I mean? Mm. That's what I want from Star Wars. Even something even like uh Knights of the Old Republic, but not turn based, because as Stu says, that's bullshit. <laughs> Just something that diverts its, its own story, its own thing in the Star Wars universe. That's what I want. Yeah. Why why is why is that so difficult? And surely that would sell like hot cakes. Did yeah. you play um oh what was the one that had Star Killer in it? Oh, that's the the third person Star Wars game where you played Darth Vader's new apprentice. Force, oh, Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Yes, I yeah. fucking loved those that was games. Great. They were brilliant fun. 
unless we talk about the new the newest Star Wars. Yeah, fuck that with a big massive stick. <laughs> I mean, the beta was so much fun, and then it was like, oh, that that's it. <laughs> yeah, then reality comes in. And <laughs> oh, there's no story. There's nothing interesting. Okay. Yeah. Oh, look, it's true to form. I'm a stormtrooper, and I can't hit fucking anything. <laughs> oh, look, I've been stood on by an attack. Is that a lightsaber? Oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, microtransaction game as well. Oh, I think every game's a microtransaction yeah. game. But the ones that aren't are the t- ones that tend to be the best games. Um, but Neil, well, yeah, letdowns it from... It shows more foresight, doesn't it? Yeah. It's the ability to go, right, what do it's people It's back in your own product game? as well. Where can you get it from? Well, you've got to go and hunt for it or collect it. Not just, you need to buy this character and it's going to cost you 40 quid. Well, fuck off. I've already <laughs> paid 40 quid for the game. Yeah, it's basically 100 quid now for a game. If you add on C-Pass and this, that, and the other, it's fucking yeah. Fucking scary. I'm more, I'm more bothered by people that actually... Who's the bigger idiot? The developers that put it in or the Muppets that actually do it and pay for it and go, okay. I want that gold skin. So the worst one is the people people who pre-order season passes not knowing what's in the fucking season pass. Yes, I did that once, and I can't I can't even remember what game it was. I ordered a season pass for it, got rid of the game before the first DLC had dropped because it was <laughs> it had no Sorry. replay value whatsoever. Let alone where you have to finish a game, wait three months, and then go back on it for like six hours. Thing is, I think it's hard to do it. I think. Oh, Arkham, Arkham Knight was... It was better played. than... Oh, it was better than uh, the uh, Warner Brothers one. Yeah, it was it better was, than Arkham Origins. Yeah, it was better than that, but it wasn't. I didn't enjoy in, it. In fairness, being fisted by an elephant is better than Arkham Origins. <laughs> fucking oh, fuck. it's the Joker. Who would have fucking guessed that? Oh, no, <laughs> I'm so surprised. <laughs> to be fair, Said the Red Hood fucking show me was uh, not exactly... More surprising. Um, But I think we'll probably do a Batman pod in the future. Well, we've planned it, haven't we? Um, Rory wants to do Batman month, but I think he accepts that the way we're all so disorganised, it'll take us about three years to plan it. I've literally got my calendar open. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, you won't have when Andromeda lands. That'll be you for at least three months. Yeah. I'll have to try and schedule in like showering and eating and stuff. Just, just remember, if you start getting tingling sensation in your legs, you need to get up and walk around. Yeah, I have a dog for that. <laughs> Drag me around, boy. <laughs> Work my legs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Neil, um, letdowns from last year for for you. No, not for me personally, because I ended up not buying it, but probably No Man's Sky. Got to be the biggest one, hasn't it? Yeah, no. I think that's the... Every, see, I think out of all the good PlayStations that our Sony's done, I, No Man's Sky, from what... I, I, it was the first pod I did... Um, I can't remember the bloke's name. I'm going to be a dick, fuck it. I, we reviewed that, and it, it seemed like it was it was rushed. It was... It should have... It should have just still been in development really i just don't understand what kind you know, of you know the supposed to be i watched videos of it and i'm going right okay and then what happens oh 
that that's it that's the game oh okay that's the thing they oversold it and it, it you know what hello games are at fault for this and sony are at fault for this because you know, all these people coming out going this is going to be great i'm going to be able to live in this world it's going to be a living breathing world i'm going to be playing this for years it's going to do this that and the other but it was really obvious what it was going to be it was it was coming from the same same developer that made joe danger like it was it was never going to be it was like six people in a room making this game. It was never going to be a triple A type thing. It was never going to be like Mass Effect or anything like that, which is what people. So people got hyped up and then were disappointed. And it was missold. Sony was complicit in this because they hyped yeah. it up as if this was going to be the new big thing. It was going to be a platform, a game as a service. People living, breathing world. You had. Uh, what do you got to call the guy Sean Murray coming on saying, oh, the possibility of you being on the same planet at the same time is so minute, but if you ever did, you'd be able to see each other. It was all, all lies. And then what happened was Steam had to start refunding people because of the missold pro- product, and then there was investigations into the marketing of it that it was missold. <laughs> such a crazy farce. And then, like, your guy, Murray, went, went completely dark. Like, instead of just replying to people on Twitter, stuff like that, saying, look, more's coming, etc. Just shut down completely. Yeah. No public service announcements, nothing. And then that's that angers people. If if you could just come out and say, look, this is what our game is, this is what was we plan, look, understand that we're six people in a room and this is our this is what we can achieve. Nobody would have cared. It's just that, that game it's it's like a lot of games these days are built up to be something that they're not they can never deliver and it's never possible to deliver. So it was always going to be a letdown. If you if if you were coming into the game thinking it's going to be an indie game where, where I'm going to be able to go around and collect stuff and get to the center of the universe, probably delivered for you. It's probably fine. And there's a lot yeah. of people who enjoyed it, what it, what it was, because they didn't overhype it, but it was never going to be Mass Effect. It was built as a blockbuster, wasn't it? It was yeah. built as the, re, the bloody reimagining of video games. <laughs> Jesus. Should have never, should have never came out at the price point it came out at either. It should have been as like Ratchet and Clank came out at like thirty quid or whatever. Oh yeah, they, yeah. That would temper expectations, and it wouldn't have been as much of a letdown. And it's one of those things that Sony do very often where they shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, they do it once, at least once a generation, at least. Yeah. But being kind when, whenever they have a, a No Man's Sky, they also have God of War and fucking Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> um, and well, hopefully, order, hopefully Xbox reply with Sea of Thieves. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah. Oh, that game. Uh, I'm I'm not so sure about that game. That game's like one of those games that plays well in shows, but in reality, no. I, because like I don't care. I want to be a pirate. You you and your mates playing that probably like you can you can probably do it. But see, I, as soon as you get online with that, I've, it's just gonna be cunts everywhere. <laughs> I've spent yeah, well I've spent hundreds of hours on Ark Survival Evolved, so I'm proper used to cunt. <laughs> um, yeah. But it'll make the game it's like the division was probably like great it, it, the whole idea of the dark zone everyone was like, Wow, that's fantastic. But then when you put cunts into it, it's not. <laughs> See, that, that's why I couldn't play it, because my mate was saying to me, oh, Have you been in the dark zone yet? No. Why have you not gone in? Well, because I'm about fifteen levels behind everyone. The one time I went in Seriously, I don't even think I had my entire torso in and I got fucking shot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just impossible. I always encourage me and my mates to be like, oh, just leave him. I mean, he's on his own. And then when it's you on your own and there's like three people, it's like, well, there's only Help one me, of you me. Bastards. There's like only one, there's only me. Why would I be a threat to that? Oh, I'm dead. Yeah. 
that that two hours grind is gone. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Bye. Thanks, Ubisoft, you dickheads. Um, <laughs> but um, we've kind of covered highlights. I mean, that's not great amount. But seeing as it was the year of the first person shooter, um, obviously we've mentioned Titanfall. Me, me and you kind of disagree on that, Stuart. I enjoyed it. I mean, I think it needed a story, and I think the story delivered. I mean, it, it was cry. I mean, dead dead robot. See, I I gave up. Oh. I don't even think I managed to get halfway through on that because I, I like the fact that the first game didn't have a story I like and I understood their logic because they said something like 75% of development time goes on the story but less than 20% of people actually play the story so why should we waste all of our dev time mm. on, on a story that most people statistically don't play and I like the fact that they had that sort of hop in hop out story the only thing that was annoying about that was you jump in and you're like, hang on, what are we doing on this mission? And then about an hour later, you get back to the beginning and go, oh, so that's why we were doing it. <laughs> oh, I've joined on the last mission. <laughs> yeah, which happened all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, Titanfall 1 was better than Titanfall 2. Um, Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I enjoy Titanfall 2. I mean, I think, it, I think it's fair to say... It, for people who played it a bit more, I think it overshadowed Call of Duty Infinite Warfare and Battlefield 1, which were billed to be mega games. I mean, we haven't really touched on Battlefield 1. Um, did, did both of you play it? No, no interest in it. First-person shooters do absolutely nothing for me. I know you played the beta, Neil, and then we kind of talked about different expectations. Did you, did you end up getting it? Yeah, yeah, I, I own it. Um, my main... I love, I love the game. I thought it was great. Uh, my main issue was it's like most first person shooters if your mates don't get it comes a bit of a drag plus Overwatch just, they were on Overwatch constantly so it just sort of took over do you know what I mean yeah but it, it see the, the single player of Battlefield 1 is actually quite exceptional the mm. the little tiny contained stories in themselves it's I, really really great I, I love, didn't finish the uh, Lawrence of Arabia one the, the others were fantastic final, though. yeah yeah. What is it they call them? Vignettes or whatever. It was. It was just a new way to approach it, and I actually think first-person shooters will probably approach it in that way in the future. But it was. Yeah, I. I, I kind of. I just. I miss. As I say, like that's why Wolfenstein and like Doom, for example, are such standouts because I miss a first-person shooter where it's story. Do you remember like playing Medal of Honor Frontline and stuff, and it was yeah. like being in Saving Private Ryan. It, it was never about the the multiplayer. I that I really miss that and. Although it was short, Battlefield One sort of gave you that in its in its hmm. uh, one player. But uh, the, even the multiplayer, I, I love the multiplayer. If you're you've got a, a crew going on, it's great. But if if not, you're kind of just cannon fodder, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if if you get a squad going, I mean, you could probably make a tank last like two games on Battlefield oh, yeah. One. That and it's getting the right group, isn't it? When me and my mates used to play on Battlefield Three, it was always making sure someone goes a medic someone goes a um, an engineer so you've got the magic tool to fix things and like you say if you if you get a good squad you can blowtorch fixes fire <laughs> yeah game after game after game and you know you've got people that aren't just going to go nah fuck this and run off and and leave you to die in a fiery death but yeah it, it was, was i was amazed at how responsive the weapons were for me in world war 1 weapons i was quite impressed uh, yeah there's a difference between battlefield 4 and your AR rifle and all that, but yeah, it was gunplay was great for what it was. 
Yeah, the, me- the mechanics were brilliant. I mean, I think Battlefield yeah. won in a league of its own in terms of well, how how the game works and how it like how it, it's just beautiful compared to most other first person shooters. Um, yeah, and I mean, the ticket ticketing that. system was great on it too. Mm, yeah. So if your if your team's losing, if your team's losing, you get like the battleship or you the get the ra- tree or something. Tree. <laughs> yeah, that that's cool. Like it adds a new dynamic to it. Kind of mm, the, the fucking bl- the blimp was just because absolute carnage. Like, last, yeah. But do you remember, like in Battlefield Four, like they had the whole thing was levolution and all that. But like, if it was a one-sided game, you stood no chance. Yeah, if, yeah. If, if first five minutes, if your team wasn't doing it, like the next fifteen minutes of your life was ruined. But at yeah. least you were getting some fun out of the blimp or the battleship or the train. Yeah, it, it changed a lot of things up, and I, I think it's a return to form for the series because I think it was getting a bit steel. Yeah, I wasn't really the biggest fan of um, Battlefield. I mean, I think I played Bad Company a little bit, and that was kind of just fun carnage. And then after that, it kind of took, it got a bit more serious, and I think it just lost a bit. And then I think Battlefield One goes back to being a bit of a, a fuck around game. Um, I mean, but it's being fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Game should be. Um, but the fact that you can just have a blimp and. It, it, I like how it just when it blows up, it obviously changes the map as well. I think that was kind of beautiful as well. Um, but yeah, Battlefield One was kind. Of, I don't. I wouldn't call it a letdown. It was just I, I found it weird that I didn't play it more than I did. I mean, I can always go back to it, but I think it was overshadowed a certain bit by Titanfall Two. Um, it's. Do you not find that as a as a problem currently within games is the fact that yeah they're going games games as a service and you only have so much time. Like if yeah. you if you if you want to play the division, like if these developers they want you to stay playing the division, they want you to stay playing Overwatch, they want you playing Call of Duty, Battlefield One. There's just not enough hours, and you 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 gotta now make a decision. You gotta plant your flag somewhere because you just can't experience everything, can you? Helps helps when you don't have a job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I do have to, I do on average record eighty podcasts a week though. Um, no, I th- I think you're absolutely right. That's that's why I'm all, I'm always dead fussy with games. I only play a couple of hours a day, so if if I'm lucky, if I'm lucky, I might maybe get two or three hours a day. You've mm-hmm. got to grab my attention very very quick. Yeah, if it doesn't if it doesn't get you in the first ten minutes, it's like no, I'm not doing this. No, it's like any exactly it's like TV it. shows and stuff. Like if you're not getting me in the first five minutes. Uh, you've lost me. Yeah, there's always something to go back to. Like now, if if Andromeda's shit, it's going to get a couple of days of play, and then it's getting traded back in, and I'll be right back on Horizon. And then if if Horizon was crap, I was just going to go back to uh, to Skyrim. There's always something else that can get your attention. Mm. That, uh, that's why I like games with gold for Xbox. Because I mean, I've never wanted to buy Evolve because it was meant to be shit, but now I've got it for free. <laughs> And I can, it's always there. So I've always got backup games, as you say. Um, but yeah, first person shooters, um, kind of a mixed bag of good and Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, um, <laughs> which was, the campaign was good, but it, 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 the multiplayer was fucking shit. Um, but obviously we've talked about, um, developers taking gambles with new IPs, new franchises and stuff. There wasn't loads in 2016, or there wasn't loads of big ones in 2016, but is there any that stand out for you that deserve sequels and continuing? Obviously, Division, Overwatch probably stand out here, but anything else? Quantum Break, I 
kind of Xbox's big game of last year. I, I didn't play it. But anything that deserves a sequel, in your opinions? Start with you, Neil. Uh, mm, well, Overwatch. Hard. You can't really have a sequel for Overwatch, but you could. You uh, could add a story. I suppose it's a standout new IP, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but it's kind of it's the lore is kind of like at its at the side. I think that's part of Overwatch's charm is that it mm. doesn't smack you over the face with the lore. It's just it's over here if you want it. If you don't, mm. you want to just smack somebody over the face in general. It's over here, Do you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not really sure. New IP. Uh, what a, do, you, do you guys play Overcooked? It's kind of an indie game. No, it was fantastic. No. Great party I mean, game. Uh, <laughs> seeing as Xbox gonna... builds um, indie games as their big thing, I should really play more. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all on Xbox. I think it just recently launched on Xbox. But mm. it, the whole premise behind it is just like uh, you work at a restaurant and you get all these different. Uh, kind of like a tiny platformer. Yeah, and you get these. You have to cook the recipe per order it comes in and obviously becomes more chaotic and stuff in kitchens with things falling over etc people stealing your food and stuff like that and then it's a great party game like it goes into four player and it's just it's fantastic and I, I like that certain certain publishers are taking risks with things like that uh, I think more people need to do it because if it's getting to the stage where it's on charted 10, 11, 12 the division 15 <laughs> Don't give a shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Stop it. Dark Souls 20. I think even Dark Souls has got the stage now. Even though the fan base for that is mental, they're all over it. Even that, people were kind of muted on it because it just maybe be getting a bit sick of it. I think Although, that's comparable with, with Dead Space. The uh, yeah. Dark Souls franchise. Yeah, because people loved it, the original, and then it just kind of went all shit, didn't it? Yeah. But... It, the, the opposite, I suppose, of New Year, the, the great, the best sequel last year, I think, was uh, Watch Dogs Two. Kind of surprised me. Uh, I didn't, I didn't much care for the first one. So every, everyone knows that the first one was supposed to be a launch game for the PS4 and yeah. stuff. Got delayed, ended up in big fuck, fucking hell. And then when it came out, it was a disaster. It was was never what it was supposed to be. This Watch Dogs Two doesn't try to be anything really fantastical or anything outside the box. It's exactly what it is. Some. <laughs> you're hacking and having fun and that's what it was and that's what I expected story wasn't the, like fantastic it wasn't going to win any Oscars or anything you know what I mean but it was what it was and it just gives you a play set and just go yeah go have fun and I, I thought it was great but I know that's, that's not new IP obviously <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, no, it's a useful I, I didn't have that down in the uh... Uh, agenda actually of best sequel but it's an interesting one especially with uh, ones where Uncharted 4 I know that's the obvious answer is a is a best sequel or part 4 of a series which is meant to be the last one but there's already rumours of the uh, next one without Nathan Drake which sounds really shit just make, just make a new franchise yeah, well, uh, that, that's going to be hard to set do they've set it up though for that it's flexible I'll not ruin the end of it but it's flexible what they could do with it yeah, it, it like you say, without wanting to ruin it, it seems pretty obvious how they're going to take it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I but mean... It seems a bit of a cop-out to do that, because it's kind of obvious, but I, I would actually be interested if they went back and did a sort of... Pretty I know a lot of people wouldn't do do a, a bit of a sequel that fills in some of the gaps hmm. of, of of his younger life. Rogue, Rogue One. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, basically they like did, a Rogue One. They did that in the Vita. They did that in the Vita, kind of. They did it uh Golden, Golden Abyss. Uh, it was it was fun. It, it was one of those, remember when the Vita came out and everyone was like, it was going to be console-quality games on the go. Yeah. And it was one of the, the first ones to come out with that, and it didn't quite live up to console quality, but it's still an exceptional game mm. and an exceptional story. And it wasn't made by Naughty Dog, it was made by... Well, I can't even remember. Whoever's bringing out that new zombie game on PS4, but I forget, I forget who it is, but it wasn't Uncharted. And it was great, and it works, yeah, if it, there's just self-contained stories, like Rogue One, as you say, that could work. But I don't think Naughty Dog will ever want to sort of go near it. They're they're move, moving on to The Last of Us 2, and then I'd say they probably don't want to get bogged down with that too much either. Mm. Yeah. I've, I've, I've not I've not wanted to play Last of Us, but, I mean, I've not played Last for, of Us. For me, Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog are the best developer in the world. I think they're I think they at the top of their trade, and I think if they're to sit and make sequels and sequels, I think you're just stifling the talent of that studio. They should be doing new and better things. They deserve it. Yeah, I kind of agree. The, yeah. There's some things I don't want sequels to. I, the Last I, of Us would have been one of them for me, to be honest. I, I <laughs> didn't enjoy The Last of Us. It's a, it's an incredibly unpopular opinion, but the game bored the pants off me. But I, I, I don't want another Watch Dogs game because I think it, it, it would have been a perfect one-off game. They didn't need to make a second, but they managed to salvage it. If they do another one, then they're just milking it, and it'll just get worse and worse and worse. I don't want anything like Horizon. I want Horizon to sit there as a, as what it is, which is a brilliant, brand new, completely original game that just stands on its own. And I'm terrified that they're going to make it into a trilogy, and you'll come. I think back it's, def- it's definitely going to be. <laughs> I think it's oh. definitely a new. I don't want to see Aloy when she's in the mid fucking forties and. She can't run properly anymore, and she's like, "Oh, I should really go and kill that thing." But honestly, I can't be asked. I'm gonna go and have a nap in this cave. She's just gonna grow a beard like Rust. <laughs> okay, now I'm suddenly interested. Video <laughs> game women should have huge beards, and, and it'd be a big ginger beard as well. I'm gonna teach you some fucking things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think for me, uh, Division probably will get a sequel. I mean, Ubisoft that sequel, please. you know. You know, it's Ubisoft's destiny. Really. <laughs> yeah, it's it, their it, one thing. It's it's a company that's got a, a sort of pedigree of making games, but of also milking it. And it was a very well received game, wasn't it? If, if it had yeah. been shit and it hadn't got good reviews, then they probably would have drawn a line under it. But because it it did well, mm. there's no doubt they're going to at least get one more out of it, if not I'm, two. I mean, they take risks. I mean, look at Four Honor and I, people. I've mixed feelings on it, but it, For Honor is like a completely different game, and Ubisoft have took a risk making that. that I I found it enjoyable. I'm not sure if you have played it or enjoyed it, um, but they are they are the kings of milking stuff other than EA Sports. Yeah. Um, oh God. No, EA, nobody milks a game like EA Sports. Yeah, EA are the fucking pinnacle of. Well, think they've basically got a franchise for every single fucking sport in the world. It's like Crown Green Bowling, 2K17. Oh, I'd play the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> extra, uh, extra DLC, you get these really nice beige slacks for your main character, Ernie. Ooh, <laughs> yes. Fucking hell, you sound a bit turned on, man. Yes. If, they get, if, you, if you get a flat cap, I'm game. I'm Obviously, game. you get a three. Ooh. Ooh. 
be like that film Blackball or whatever it was called back in the day. Uh, but yeah, that that's probably a really niche film. But <laughs> anyway, um, new IPs. Not really anything stood out for me other than the division um, and Horizon. That's twenty seventeen. <laughs> of course it is. I'm just so we're excited. Getting, we're getting on to twenty seventeen soon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Overwatch. If if you can work in a sequel, if not, just keep adding to it, which I'm sure they will. Um, but Blizzard, Blizzard know how to make games. I mean, look at World of Warcraft. Um, but yeah, we might as well move on to 2017. I mean, we've kind of mentioned two games that have came out there: For Honor, uh, one of the big releases, Horizon, the biggest release, or probably the best release. Um, Tom Clancy Ghost Recon Wildlands is mixed. It's fun with mates. It's an, it's an abortion on your own. Um. But obviously, you've all enjoyed Horizon Zero Dawn. I mean, in terms of the gaming scale, is it is it up there with the great games of like I don't know, Witcher Three, Elder Scrolls, whatever? It um, is. It is for me. It's I'd, I'd comfortably say it's one of the best games I've played. Hmm. It's one of the best games I've played on the the new platforms, and probably yeah. one of the most enjoyable games I've played in a long, long time. Because I was worried when I saw the first videos of it before they even had gameplay when it was all you know just videos i thought that looks fucking amazing but i hope they don't fall into the typical trap of it set in the future so everything's going to be really overpowered weapons like lasers and bombs and you know little (laughs) robot helpers and i like the fact that they were able to strip it back and even though it's in the future the whole thing centers around a bow and arrow and I like the fact that all the technology is against you. So mm. that, that there's big heavy weapons that you can get, but you can only pick them up when you kill someone who's got one. You can't level up your bow so it fires rockets or something stupid like that. You can, you've got your trick arrows and you've got your little, your little bombs that you shoot, but they're all quite basic. Mm. And it, 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 for me, I, I've, I've tried to sort of sum it up. It's got elements of Uncharted, elements of Assassin's Creed. But it is completely original. I can't think of anything and go, yeah, well, it's it's basically just like such and such a thing. It, it takes the best elements of all the games that we normally the bast or whatever for being like it has its own version of Ubisoft Radio Towers where you scale, but it's got a nice twist on it and it doesn't, yeah. doesn't and slap it, in your face all the time. It's not like, go here, go up there, go get this, go get that. It does everything. That normal, all the tropes and stuff, but it does it so well, and there's a synergy with it that it isn't in other games. Like, like I, I, I played it in like 60 hours, I think, and I, I planned it in 60 hours straight run through. And at no point, do you know where like, and you're maybe trying to get trophies and stuff in games, and you're like, right, I'm gonna have to do all these bandit camps, and halfway through, you're like, right, I want to get six more to go. It's never like that, right? <laughs> yeah. It's spurred me on i wanted to be in that world because the world itself was living it was breathing the story was engaging the story comes from as i was saying the guy the guy that made uh uh new new vegas ball at new vegas same guy wrote this well, well, game. Well, game. So, so that's why the story like gorilla invested heavily in this so gorilla are known for making kill zone which a lot of people just see as a very meh shooter they took a risk on this they decided they wanted to do something different and they just knocked it out of the park. It just, it does everything brilliantly. And I think, although you don't want it to be, Stu, I think it's 
the new upcoming PlayStation IP, and I think it'll be for the next decade, I think. And the way, I'm not sure if you finished it or not, but it's set up that way anyway. I'm, I'm very close to finishing it, but as we were saying before we recorded, the the storyline itself is brilliant. It, it's got the major things, as you were saying, it doesn't feel... It doesn't feel laboured. You're never really playing it just because you're trying to chase a trophy or because you just need to get these two or three other things and then you can put it down. It, it's got the, the the playability of Red Dead Redemption. You can go on it and play for two or three hours and all you've done is side missions and hunting and picking up herbs. You've not actually accomplished anything, but you're so satisfied with what you've done. It's got a great storyline, which tells a really good story of how life has been wiped out, but has come back. And it's not cheesy. It's not a way I I didn't really work it out until very, very close before once you start piecing it together. And it's got believable characters as well. It's got characters that you actually give a shit about, which is something you don't get with like the CODs of the world because you play them for like five, ten hours in a story and then it's all gone on the multiplayer. This, I actually felt... You know, with Rost, I was I was well into him and Aloy and seeing the way they develop. And I, I I just think it's been brilliant. I'm comfortable in saying that it's going to be the best game of the year already. Do, do, you, know, do you know one of the elements that actually really stood out to me? And you guys know me on Twitter, so I'm not one of these people that normally talks about diversity and stuff. But mm. this game has a level of diversity in terms of women, gay, not gay, Man, woman, black, white, Asian, whatever, <laughs> and it has a level. It ha- it has a level of diversity that doesn't slap you around the face with it. It just is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Lot- and and as, as the storyline progresses, that becomes a little bit more obvious, doesn't it? You can see why that's happened. Yeah, but like you say, it's not a case and of oh look, you go you go and do an mission. Yeah, because like the protagonist is a woman. The and a ginger as well. <laughs> so you've got a yeah. mi- you've got like a double minority. Yeah, that's the last minority you can make fun of these days. <laughs> <Ginger>. <laughs> but like us, us fat people are next. <laughs> but like it never hits you over the head with the fact she's a woman. Sure, it makes tropes about certain things, but she's an outcast because she's an outcast, not because she's a woman. And the game never makes a deal about it. Um, most of the people that you meet in the game are black or Asian or whatever, and there's no, hey, look, uh, I'm getting abused or whatever because I'm Asian or whatever, or this is hard for me because I'm Asian. It just is. The world is. And I, I appreciated that. And there's a lot of strong women characters in it. Yeah. And it's, again, something I don't really care about in games. It's usually something I don't like seeing being at the forefront or being a big deal about. And it was just great the way... It was what it was, and it never hit you over the head with it. Nice, I think it, deserve, it deserves praise for that. Yeah, I fully agree. I mean, I've, I've played it less than used to, and I've kind of got... I still I enjoy it, but I'm probably not enjoying it much as you, because I am really put as much time into it. I mean, most people know I'm mainly Xbox, and I can't... I, this is one of the reasons I nicked my dad's PS4, <laughs> and he, he got my old Xbox before I sound like a proper dickhead. Um... But yeah, the, the, when I first saw Horizon back at E3 in 2015, no, 16, or whenever it was, that, that kind of, it kind of just grabbed me. And I think that's what it does. I mean, 
we were kind of talking before the uh, pod started um, about the morality system in the in the talking in in game, and that, that may that may be one of the bad points. But I mean, from the little I've played, it doesn't feel like an in in personal game. I mean, it, it feels very real. You kind of connect with. If it's not Halo, you connect with someone, or it's either that or the world. I mean, it's fucking, it's fucking robot dinosaurs. What else the fuck do you well, want from a game? Well, that, that's exactly it. Any game with dinosaurs is cool. Any game with yeah. robots is cool. So a game with robot dinosaurs must be just mind-bendingly cool. Now, if you add fire to the robot dinosaurs, that's yes. where you get... Robot dinosaurs that the can shoot fire. But the amazing thing, it makes sense as well in terms of the story. They're not even just put in there for the crack of it. You yeah. find out in the story why they are there or why it's robot dinosaurs. Because not not just that, but why you've got think different types, why you've got the flying ones, why you've got the crocodiles, why you've got the, the horses. It, when you get about three quarters of the way through the story, they really do basically sit you down and go, right, this is why every single thing has happened. And you go, wow, okay. Right, yeah, that that makes total sense. It's like making a stupid, like a really stupid concept that we kind of just uttered out there, and making it really serious and really, yeah, be- beautiful in a way. I mean, it's, I mean, there's, there's some knobhead at the back of the ideas room going, "Robot dinosaurs, it's <laughs> set in the future, and she's got a bow and arrow." And then the and then, then the boss is like, "Right, okay." <laughs> the boss is like, <laughs> "All right, then expand on that, you dickhead." It's like, <laughs> oh, just just when you mention the beautiful bit, this game is beautiful. Oh yeah, visually uh, it's fucking incredible. And the, it's the first game that I've played in HDR because I I have a TV with HDR, so I don't have a PlayStation 4 Pro, so it's not in native 4K, but it's it is what it is. But it's it's in HDR. I played it in HDR and I played it in non HDR. HDR is where you need to play this game. You're doing yourself a disservice if you play it outside of HDR because the game actually is pretty washed out looking in comparison. So. It was like playing a movie. It is unbelievable. And the landscape, Stuart kind of knows where it's set. I won't ruin where it is set. But there's certain aspects of the landscape that really stand out in HDR and can only really be achieved in HDR. And it just looks fantastic. And it and it speaks the game even better than it already is. Uh, so I would say if you have a chance to play this in HDR, fucking do it. It's amazing. I don't have a P. I don't have a PS4 Pro, whatever the hell it's called. But I have the whole 4K thing, and I mean, it it, it grabs you even without yeah. the uh, Pro. It it is it is stunning. I mean, I thought Uncharted 4 wasn't. I thought it was really good, but it, it didn't kind of grab me apart from the big elevator scene where it's like, oh my god, that's pretty. Um, I don't know but, it, the the bit where you um, or oh, where you actually find the ship. Right yeah, that's end. good to be fair. That, that was visually good because it was the way it came about. It because you were you were going through um, a series of caves, weren't you? Then right mm. as you come out, you've got this gigantic open cave system with this huge what three four hundred year old ship. Mm. And it the the thing that made Uncharted Four so good was, as Neil said before, the story. The story of all the Uncharted games has always been solid. But this one felt less repetitive as well. And I think the combat was a bit better as well. It didn't feel as, as forced was, and laboured like, oh, look, it, shoot this guy. Oh, shoot. It was as much of running running to this checkpoint, shoot a lot of people, run to the next point and shoot a lot of people. It was less of that. It was more yeah. an engaging action movie style story that the, the action made sense. And it, I always got the impression, and 
previous Uncharted games where you felt like, well, this Nathan Drake dude is actually a pretty bad dude. Like, he's killed like 300 people in the last five minutes. <laughs> yeah. You sort of feel a bit less like that in 4. Plus, it- he had a dog as well. Yeah. He now has that's a Labrador, fair, which is cool. That's a fair point. Maybe. Well, as soon as I've mentioned that, Wilson's just fucked off, so I must have upset him. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I see how it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Talking about other just... dogs when I'm sat right here, you bastard. Mine doesn't give a shit, he's asleep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we kind of haven't really delved into uh, Uncharted 4. I mean, we're kind of in the 2017 bit, but I think it, to get, I know we're probably over time, but screw it, it's my podcast. It's only me editing, it's only my time. So we'll, oh, go, you, we'll go into Uncharted rebel. 4 a bit. I know. Don't don't tell Gags, he'll he'll fight me. Um, <laughs> no, he won't. He's uh, not got a job either. He's too lazy to do anything. Yeah, but he has actual money. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> um, but yeah, Uncharted Four for me is obviously the first of my um, my experience with the Uncharted series. I mean, you talked about the great combat there. I I was kind of underwhelmed with the combat and stuff. I mean, the story was great, but I wasn't impressed with the gameplay. I mean. It's Go back and play the front. other three, and then you'll understand why the fourth one seems so damn good by comparison. Yeah, but that's by comparison. First one. Old games. I'm, I'm not going to play old games. I mean, if, I was, if that was the case, I'd go play Mass Effect 2. You should um, do. In fairness, you should do, because the, the story for the first three games really is good, and some of the things that it teaches you, it's like Assassin's Creed, where you're yeah. playing the game, and then it makes me want to go and read about the, the events that they've been talking about. And it's yeah. it, it it does a good sort of job of melding real historical events with bullshit that they've just created for the, the sake of a game's <laughs> narrative. Yeah. And and they did a lot in this one to pad out the 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 family side as well, like make make Nathan seem more of an actual believable person <laughs> rather than just he's had, you know, dozens and dozens of adventures and he's fought off Nazis and zombies and all kinds and it it sort of Brings it all back home, and mm. the, the ending is yeah. clearly set up. Uncharted Five, it, it must have done. I mean, if they don't make one, I would be gobsmacked because it's such a cash cow. It makes yeah. them such an insane amount of money for for Naughty Dog. I but, mean, if you don't want spoilers for Uncharted Four, kind of like stop listening now. But for people who have played it, the ending is basically about his daughter, isn't it? It's, it's, it's passing on the mantle, isn't it? Yeah, he, he, he's passing on the torch unofficially to his daughter. So you'd yeah. think that when Uncharted 5 comes out, it's going to be maybe seven or eight, ten years later, and she's going to be now mid, mid-20s mid or whatever, and she's been doing this for a few years, and she's just starting to get good, and she's going to be trekking away around the, the globe off her dad's reputation. So it's going to... But then it sort of gets into Tomb Raider territory. Well, that's just, I've just had that thought. It's like a weird circle of so Uncharted was inspired by Tomb Raider and then Tomb Raider became inspired by Uncharted and now it's going to turn around again yeah <laughs> it's going to we, we La- Lara Croft's going to become a man <laughs> was 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 Tomb Raider out this year uh, it was out or was it the year before P- PlayStation P- 4 PS4. was 2016 and then right. Xbox was the year before wasn't it yeah because that, that I mean that was a that was a bloody good game as well. I know that got panned, but when you play the two of them so close to each other, as Neil said, you really can see the the inspiration. They pretty much go hand in hand, and that would be something that they've got to avoid 
is if they do a female-led Uncharted game, they've got to make it not just a Tomb Raider. Because they, they've done, whoever, I forget who it is that makes Tomb Raider has worked so hard at relaunching that franchise and making it good and a bit more dynamic. And they've made Lara Croft a lot more believable. Like the fact in the first game, she starts off and she was a, just useless and she gradually becomes more and more self-sufficient and she becomes a hard ass. So by the time the second game rolls around, all the things that she's doing are a lot more believable because you know she's been through all that shit. You'd kind of have to do the same with her. With uh, with Nathan's daughter, and then it's just going to feel like right. So yeah. Uncharted Five is the first Tomb Raider reboot, and then Uncharted Six is the second Tomb Raider game. But who knows? All I know is it, it, it'll be a good few years away because they waited a long time, didn't they, between three it, and four? Yeah, it's also weird that like quite a lot of the PlayStation exclusives are probably going to have female protagonists. I mean, God of War's not gonna have it um but it looks like uh last of us is gonna have is it ellie i haven't played the first one but the ellie, ellie is yeah. gonna be the yeah she's gonna be the main one then you have aloy and then you're gonna have uh nathan drake's daughter so maybe it's, it's kind of like trying to i know we talked about diversity and all that but maybe it's trying yeah. to em- empower female gaming yeah. not gaming characters ellie's gay of. too well, mm. that, I mean, that can't be a bad thing, can it? Because it's not exactly no, no, a secret no. that gaming is like 99% men slash it's boys. It's a, it, is a, it is a sausage party, let's be honest. <laughs> I put, put it bluntly. No, but but it I was just saying there, Ellie's a lesbian as well, so that will... That's extra, in po- that's extra points. <laughs> yeah. It's good, um, to, it's good to see. Yeah, as long as they don't smack it over your head, as I say, like they didn't with Horizon... And just make it what it is, and there's yeah. a real reason for them being women or being gay or whatever. I'm all for it. Yeah, fully, fully agree. I, I thought it was just an interesting point. Um, yeah, you, um, hear, you hear a lot. Of, you hear a lot more on saying they can't relate to a woman. Off, sorry. <laughs> um, one thing really before care. we completely go away from Horizon. One thing the comic book boy in me loves is I want whoever it is that's making. Um, Horizon to make me a Green Arrow game because that's exactly how a Green Arrow game should look and play. That's very true. The way I mean, we were, we were planning a pod about superhero superheroes who should have games um, and superheroes who do have games. Yeah, I mean, but Sp- Spider Man, Batman. <laughs> well, superheroes who yeah. shouldn't have games. <laughs> uh, Squirrel Girl, Superman sixty four. Anybody? <laughs> I don't even oh, remember God. Superman 64, so that shows how fucking good that was. Yeah, you're you are lucky. Oh God! Flying um, flying through rings was a thing. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, dearie me. Before we kind of go off on a tangent, we'll get back on the 2017 games. I mean, for honor, I don't really want to go into too much detail because we're kind of, we're kind of over time anyway, and I could go on about being a big ass Viking for quite a while. Um, Ghost Recon, very, very meh. See, see vanilla version of Division for a comparison, but with more glitches. Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, and then we'll get on to previewing gen, uh, games in 2017. So, what he's looking forward to, Stu? What would you be looking forward to? Red Dead Redemption Two, Red Dead Redemption yeah. Two, and Red Dead Redemption Two, mm. and also mm. Mass Effect Andromeda, which should be with me maybe tomorrow, thanks to the lovely look. When this pod is released, <laughs> Shock Two. Um, what else is out? Uh, maybe God of War Four. Definitely maybe. God of War Four. 
Um, a ridiculously addictive game. Is Days Gone meant to be this year? I'm not sure. Where. Uh, yeah, Days Gone, Gone might be the surprise one. That's the one who made the the, the other Uncharted game called The Miss. Yeah. 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 Uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that looks, looks pretty good. Fucking phenomenal. There's a new uh, Marvel versus Capcom. I'll probably check mm. that out just because it's Marvel and Capcom. Is um, Spider Man this year? I, I think it was supposed to be, but I've got a feeling it might have, get delayed. It uh, might have it, slipped into next year. I think it'll be Christmas 2018. I've not I heard think. anything about it for a while. South, South Park is going to be glorious. <laughs> oh, the fractured butthole. If yeah. it ever comes out. <laughs> yeah. Like it should be. One. It should be this year. I mean, it's got it's, delayed. It's it was meant to be out delayed already, twice yeah. now. Yeah, I think it was meant yeah, to be out already. Prey's coming up this year as well. Prey, yeah, that looks quite good. If that's your cup of tea. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale. I think that might be this year. If you're into Telltale games. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, but 2017 looks very good for the for the big games. I mean, there's a new Resident freeze. Evil. I mean, barely a year seems v- to go past VR, but there isn't a Resident yeah. Evil. VR seems to be where it's at. I mean, Aliens is probably going to get a new game with the film, um, which it'd be great if they could make a good one, but, you know. <laughs> I wasn't it's all about Red on it. Dead, though. Oh, yeah, actually, Red, Red Dead's the one. Yeah, uh, Detroit Become Human. Oh, that looks quite... It that, looks like L.A. Noir in the future. <laughs> yeah, that... when the, I when the, the trailers came out for that, I I really 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 like the look of that, and that seems like it's got a really really detailed morality system as well. That that's supposed to be one of the ones where you, you get four options, don't you? Yeah. Every everything depending on your your four buttons on your control. That looks like the test if you're either a dick or you're like a demon. <laughs> so which are you going to be? In the middle. A well, it depends if the person's dick a dick or not. Yeah. Yeah. A dickman. <laughs> I always go for when when I play Mass Effect. Digimon. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> I always go Ultimate Paragon, so I'll probably do the same with that one. I want to be a good robot. Yeah, yeah that's a fair point. Um, but yeah, 2017 looks good. I mean, Red Dead Redemption. We we did a pod on the me you me you and uh, Rory did a, a pod on it too. Um, yeah. So go listen to that if you're interested. But yeah, Red Dead's the one for oh, me. Um, I'm snap. I'm so fucking excited for that. But I still think. That Horizon's going to beat it in terms of enjoyability, Ooh. just because it's a brand Ooh. new game. That I mean, I could get on board with being a better game, but enjoyability may be a bit, a bit of a sketchy comment for me. Time will tell. True. <laughs> Having said that, I always love Mass Effect. <laughs> in terms of favorite game, it might it might not be in the top three. You probably pissed yeah. off a lot of a lot of Zelda fans. Because apparently Zelda's the best game ever. It, ever. It's because, no. It's because Nintendo like doesn't exist till it's like affordable. Yeah, I good. <laughs> I played the. We've got we've got one of the um, switches in in work. Played it for like half an hour and it bored the fuck out of me. The console's Ooh. crap. The game I was playing was crap, and the cartridges are indeed disgusting when you lick them. I I did actually have to do the lit test because everyone else was doing it on YouTube and I wanted to fit in it's a fair point but yeah I think the Switch may be one to discuss either me in an article or we will do a pod on how Nintendo needs to kick up the arse but yeah 2017 looks really good Um, 
But RDR, it can't come soon enough. And we, I think most of us know that Rockstar do the business. I mean, I was see, I was seeing videos about Bully today, and that was fucking fantastic. Um, they really need to release another Bully. Bully was true. fantastic. How long ago was that? Was that four or five years? De- Longer than that. Decade ago, I think. What? I, I was think I was still in. I have just started secondary school or primary. Two thousand six. Shit. I just started secondary school. Fucking hell! I didn't think it was that old. You can tell when you look at videos of it now. (laughs) But yeah, that that needs a reboot. I don't know how it that it wouldn't get sold in Australia if you're gonna make it. Uh, um, But yeah, yeah, I think Rockstar just needs to bring everything back, and that includes table tennis. Rockstar needs to do another 80s-inspired GTA. This needs to happen. I need the radio stations. I need it. the culture. Tunes. Needs to happen. Tunes. And Saints Row needs to stop being shit. Um, but yeah, I think that's all planned. Um, we'll go on to plugs. Um, Stu, I know you've got a comic pod coming up. Yeah, um, we're recording this Tuesday night, so on Thursday, Rory and I are doing our logan review so hopefully by the time this comes out we'll be getting ready to release um in a couple of weeks we're going to be doing a review of iron fist as well and we've got a bunch of articles that are out at the minute i've just submitted one about the uh, the history of the robins the four main ones uh joey connors is turfing out like two articles a week i can't actually keep up with him He's got one coming out at the minute I'm I'm editing, which is about Cable. He's just put one out about X23. And there's a couple more coming, which I completely forget because there's so bloody many of them. So, yeah, uh, keep your eyes peeled. We've got shitloads of stuff coming out. Fair dues. We all, I mean, every, I think everyone loves the comic pod. I think mean, it's brilliant. You um, right. Neil? <laughs> uh, Neil, you got anything to mention? Uh yeah. Um, if you haven't got your Liverpool fill, uh, I'm on a I'm on a Liverpool podcast called Copcast. Uh, light hearted. It's mainly guy, guys from Northern Ireland, more so. And uh, another AI girl used to be on Amara. People will know her. Uh, uh, yeah. It's just you'll get me on there being negative as fuck about Liverpool. You'll also Yay. actually you'll get you'll get me anywhere being negative as fuck about Liverpool. <laughs> to be honest, uh, all I can really say is. I told you so. So, you know, <laughs> I was right. Uh, anywhere, yeah. any platform that will allow me to say, I told you so is all right with me. <laughs> but I, I was with, I was with you with the skepticism. Um, fair, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're, we're recording, I think we're recording on Thursday again. Uh, I'm hoping to get on. They usually only wheel me out when we lose. So, uh, it could be a weird experience. We drew against City. So. Maybe they'll Sorry, not let me just, on. You can just do it. My, you can my just do an hour on Lalana. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Don't start. Do you know who I'd like to do an hour on? Fucking Clavin. Oh. Yeah. To be but, fair, the alternative's not great, is it? Uh, but yeah, if you want a brand of cynicism, you can get me on Copcast or you can get me on Twitter, uh, Burbleman, B-U-R-P-L-E-M-A-N. Uh, if you want to throw abuse in my way, what's well, generally where people do it. But Are you still on public? People who follow private. Uh, I'm private. Uh, I oh, was public yeah. by mistake. I don't know how that happened, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, it, was for the, it was for the retweets, obviously. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, uh, and sucker. 
Glenn retweets. But if you want to give me <laughs> abuse, that's generally what people do. People follow me and listen to me and then abuse me about my opinions. Just stop following and listening to me. It's simple, people. <laughs> yes, very true. And Stu, do you want to give your tweet, Twitter account? Yeah, um, my, I am at smallhandstew. Um, that's not a Donald Trump reference. That is a Deadpool <laughs> reference. Oh, yes. Yes. So, yes, please come to me, talk to me about comics and dogs and Emre Jan's hair and Ginny Wijnaldum's smile. And um, I did a Twitter food. poll on that. Wijnaldum's smile is officially more popular. I completely agree. It could light even the darkest of days. Yeah, that's very true. But that hair... Um, yeah, it doesn't make me positive though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anything could. No. Yeah. <laughs> Just thirty years of fucking supporting Liverpool do that to you. <laughs> yeah, this is very true. Uh, Thirty-five years uh, of supporting Liverpool—that's why I've got the heart of a hundred and forty-two-year-old chain-smoking obese <laughs> hippo. <laughs> Uh, and plugs from me uh, at Guy Drinkle on Twitter, uh, and obviously the pod has now got a Twitter account at uh, at one up underscore AI. So check that out. It's where I'll be talking most of the video game stuff. I'll probably just retweet it on my main account, but yeah, try and pump up the followers for that. Uh, I will be doing more gifs about games. I'll be chatting more about games, and I will start writing about games again. Uh, so Excellent. yeah, check that out. Yes, and then I'll get Stu to read it for me. He he could be the yeah. he can be the uh, Trev Downey of the uh, geek section as we call it. <laughs> What's the pay like? Uh, I will send you mini rolls. Fucking excellent! <laughs> it's all coming uh, up Millhouse. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks for joining me, you two. Uh, this has been the One Up Podcast. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.